Welcome into another episode of Mike Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year, 2023 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week, and one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you never have to worry about that. Also, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you visit their site. So, again, be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. And while you are strapped up, saddle up in a new ride from Roper Kia. Check out their inventory online or on the lot. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, you're going to save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. And once you have that nicer, newer ride, inevitably you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. You might as well get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So you can visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, and again, not a matter of, matter of when you visit their website and get your oil changed and your tire service. So do that at Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri. And what a wild Sunday we had of NFL action. And that's where we're probably going to stay today as we have the number one overall pick official now for the NFL draft. The Chicago Bears going to be selecting number one after the Texans. I just don't know what you're doing. You, If you're the Texans, you lose this game mm-hmm. and you get the number one overall draft pick. And they didn't do that. They and, come out and they win this game. Bears lose. Bears get the pick. And luckily for the Bears, though, or excuse me, I should say the Texans, is that the Bears probably aren't taking a quarterback with that number one pick. So you can maybe, if you're going after a quarterback, that's what you can go there for um, and get, again, which guy that's going to be. I still don't know, to be honest with you. But when you're in Chicago, I mean, is this Will Anderson? Is he locked in with the number one pick right here? They were Jalen Carter. Yeah. Or... I think I think you trade the pick. You look at some of these teams that really want a quarterback, and you move on from this pick as quickly as you can. Because if you're Chicago and you trade back to one of these other spots, maybe it's even like right now, draft order's not finalized. If you trade with the Colts, who are a top-five pick, yep. you could probably still get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or maybe a, a top offensive lineman. Yeah, you've, you've which you desperately got, need. A lot of good possibilities there, or even another one of these pass rushers. There's that big kid out of Texas Tech that's really good. You've got a lot of options if you're Chicago, and I think the least favorable one is staying at number one. But now you can force somebody to come up and trade. Uh, maybe it's even Houston. You know, Seattle sitting there, they are going to have a top pick. Um, do they need to make a move to go get their quarterback? Maybe they really want a guy like Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I can see Pete Carroll liking him, going after him. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they don't need a quarterback. But the Colts sure as hell do. And I think Colts, the Colts are going to be desperate to move up from right now. They sit at about number five. I think they're going to be desperate to move up. I think their owner has even come out already and said, like, we need a young quarterback. We yeah. want a young quarterback. It's just not working with the free agent landings. And I respect their effort to try. It just didn't work. So I think the Bears are in a really good position today to make a trade and just start even putting out leaks. Hey, we might take a quarterback. 
they, oh, they just, shouldn't. <laughs> just add to the pressure of it. I mean, uh-huh. other teams I'm looking at, you know, that could trade up to possibly to get a quarterback. You already mentioned the Colts. I think that's great. Um, Las Vegas, they're sitting there at seven. It seems evident that they're done with Derek Carr. I mean, he didn't play the last two weeks. Hasn't really been associated with the team either. The Carolina Panthers at nine. They're sitting there. Do they have enough draft capital to make up and get a guy? Or do they want to roll with Sam Donald? I mean, they won today, and, you know, game-winning field goal against the Saints. Not much to talk about. But at the same time, it's, I don't know, maybe Sam Donald, you just give him one more year and just kind of see what you have there. Maybe. Carolina's interesting because they should have been. Two years ago, I was thinking they were on the same track as the Buffalo Bills, where you're adding to the draft, you're hitting on these picks, you've got a coach that you're excited about, you've got a young offensive coordinator that just led one of the best teams we've ever seen in college football with LSU and Joe Brady. And it's just the situation of, the Bills hit on it, and the Carolina Panthers didn't. And it's like, you can be on the same path. Had a good plan. One of you, you executed. failed. I mean, yeah, and like that's just the beautiful part about the NFL, too, in this whole process. But if you are Carolina, it's like, what are you doing next? Who is your next guy? Who are you going to go get? Yeah. And sticking with uh, some of the other things that happened today, a lot of people are already talking about it. Mike Tomlin, though, the job that he did. Hey. They, he Once again, Steelers don't have a losing record. They finished the season nine and eight. He should probably get some coach of the year votes. Like, Man, I was to have I, that I, roster and still <laughs> and be in that division. You won three in a row and finished nine and eight. <laughs> that man coached his ass off, and he deserves I, he, a lot of credit. He does. He just doesn't fucking miss. This motherfucker don't miss. <laughs> I and, thought. I thought they were like, yeah. a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh damn, he's the streak's gonna be over. Mike Tomlin gonna have a losing record. Two games, nope. the last, not today, but two weeks beforehand, they won on a game-winning touchdown pass with less than a minute left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Two weeks in a row, and you come in today, and you beat a division rival in the Cleveland Browns. And it's just, Mike Tomlin's good. I was sitting there watching the game. I was just like, please lose. So I can go tell Mel like, hey, you finally didn't have a winning season. <laughs> and sure enough. And I wasn't, you know what I mean? I didn't want to be rude about it, but I was just like, hey, check it out. And I knew you'd be paying attention to it as well. So yep. when I saw it on the Big rundown, Mike I was Tomlin like, guy. of course. Yeah. Dude, yeah, coach of the year, I think he might deserve it. I don't know who else does, to be honest Who's with you. Who's done a better job? <laughs> you took, again, you already said it, but to take that roster and have a winning season, you started the year with with Mitch Trubisky as your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that. And replaced him with Kenny Pickett, who I still don't think is good. And then you went back to Mitch Trubisky, and then you came back to Kenny Pickett. Uh-huh. You have no offensive line. Zero. Just a bang-up. Watt was hurt most of the year, felt mm-hmm. like. Very and good. So was Mika Fitzpatrick. That defense health was not on the side of the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. this season. And the Steelers, they did miss out on the playoffs, but again, Mike Tomlin has another winning record. He has never had a losing record as a coach. We do have now the playoff picture, which um, I was confused going into this weekend what needed yeah. to happen, what the Chiefs needed to do, what the Bills needed to do. It is finally set. The Chiefs get the one seed and they do get the bye. The Bills going to be number two, Bengals number three, and then it just gets wild. The Jaguars are the four seed because they won their division. The Chargers, the Ravens don't even have a quarterback, but they're in the playoffs. And then the Dolphins, who have just been downright bad the last couple of weeks, all make the playoffs. Congrats to the Jacksonville Jaguars, though. I love it. Came and just swept the Titans. It was a, it was an ugly, ugly offensive performance. That play to end the game. You were talking last episode about the NFL being rigged. How is that a fumble? <laughs> How does the ball go 20 yards forward? And they're like, nah, it's a fumble. Yeah. Let's well, he fumbled it, it Boom, and then catapulted it forward. It's like, mm, all right, whatever. And I, I was going for the Jaguars. I wanted to see them win. 
I think the NFL is just Josh Allen fans. They want to see as many Josh Allens in the playoffs as possible. Something like that. Two for two. Or knowing to, you know what, just getting one of these quarterbacks in, like a Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. I, I don't think the NFL is rigged. I think that was a very, very bad call. It benefited the Jaguars to win for me because that's who I was going for. It felt like a incomplete pass. Yeah, it just it felt disgusting. Really, is what it was. Like just watching that whole game, and it comes down to that. You're like you're excited for Jacksonville, but you're kind of confused. I'm very happy for Trevor Lawrence, though. I know I already said he played a really bad game, but for him to come in this year after what he had to go through last year with Urban Meyer as a rookie, it shows how bad Urban Meyer was. Oh too. my God, it's just so bad in their defense. Like Trent Balky, like props to him as well. He's come in and done a really good job. Mm-hmm. He hit on going and getting, you know, those offseason additions and Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram, guys that we all thought were just done with. You know, Christian Kirk in Arizona was like, eh, you know, he's like, he has some splash plays, whatever. Zay Jones was just going to be a role player, and Evan Ingram was just a bust. They come in this year, career highs, and respectfully, they've been studs for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, they are the reason they're in this position. And Trevor Lawrence just needs to start making throws and making plays that we've seen him do and just little small bits and pieces. If he can put together an entire game with the defense that the Jaguars have and the plays that we've seen them make throughout the season, the Jaguars could be scary. I'm not saying they're going to go on a playoff run or anything, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they start putting together like full game plans and executing the way they should. Doug Peterson also deserves a lot of credit. He is he's yeah. one hell of a coach, and I I love that hire as soon as it happened. Yeah. It Like hindsight, what were you thinking last year when you hired Urban Meyer? Can Who you imagine if this, was, if this was year two of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence together? That's a damn good team. If I, if I had to make just like a, a weird conspiracy theory, just throw this out there, weird hypothetical. I think last year, Shad Khan let his son make a decision on who to hire. And his son picked Urban Meyer. And it went, it's like a Christmas present. Mm-hmm, and it's it like, I'll went let you. horribly wrong. <laughs> I mean, from the right from the beginning, when he hired the strength coach from what Iowa, or Iowa State, who had a racial slur, and then you had to immediately turn around and fire him. Yeah. You bring on Tim Tebow to play tight end. I mean, uh-huh. it was just distraction after distraction. And the reason I say this is because when Jacksonville won that football game, Doug Peterson gave two game balls to Shad Khan and his son, and his son was looking at his dad like, "I am so sorry." That I did what I did last year. I am so glad we were able to make it up because Please look at us now. About it. <laughs> we're happy. We're happy, Dad. Uh-huh. I find myself rooting for the Jaguars. All of their moves. Did you watch that? Uh, I shouldn't say I watched all the games. I'm not going to say an act like that. But I, I was watching a majority of it. Did you see the part where they span or where they uh, put the camera on Shot Khan? It looks like he was sleeping in the press box. Uh-huh. And then they go to the play and they score and they go back to Shot Khan and he's like celebrating like really hard. And it's just kind of one of those moments where it's like you're a teacher looking at a student who's asleep and you have everyone in the class start clapping and he wakes up clapping. Yep. That's exactly what it felt like. Now, was he really sleeping or was he sitting That's... there in prayer like, please let us score, let us score? <laughs> That's me when I'm watching games though sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm on my phone, I'm on my phone. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Gus Johnson yelling at me? I'm excited. I'm up. I'm up. And there he goes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can relate. To that one. It is it's gonna be interesting. You have the Jaguars and the Chargers gonna play each other. Yep. You get Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. That's a good matchup. The Dolphins and the Bills. I assumed who was gonna play in that one. I don't know. He didn't play this week. Teddy Bridgewater didn't play either. Was this be, is this still because of the concussion with mm-hmm. Tua? Man. Yeah, but I mean let's assume the Dolphins play Tua. Tua versus Josh Allen. That's a good quarterback yeah. matchup as well. And then the Ravens versus the Bengals. 
it's going to be Joe Burrow, and then I assume Lamar Jackson going to be healthy for that one in the playoffs. I saw something, I think it was this morning or late last night, where it was, you know, there were people talking to John Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh saying, like, yeah, hey, we're expecting Lamar Jackson to be ready for the playoffs. And it was like, well, there's murmurs that, like, Lamar Jackson's not going to be ready for the playoffs. If that is the case, and you're the Ravens, and you're Lamar Jackson, it's like, what do you do going forward? Yeah. Like, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but at the same time, it's just, I feel like that needs to be something that's getting more attention than it is. Right. And the contract thing is obviously huge, mm-hmm. too. Uh, it, because if he has a knee injury, I'm sure that he would love to be out there and play for a Super Bowl and play in the playoffs. He does have to think about himself a little bit here. You don't want to go out there and, and tear up your knee even more if you don't yeah. have that guaranteed contract. So it is, he is in a little bit of a tough spot there. But it, AFC playoffs going to be exciting. The NFC side of things, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not real excited <laughs> about what is on the NFC side of it, just to tell you the truth. I, I mean, even watching teams, we were talking about it before we started recording today, like the Cowboys and what the Cowboys are doing. I'm just not in love with what the Cowboys, the way that they're playing right now. You're going to have teams like the Vikings get in. They're good. They've won the North. That's great. They've looked really bad at times. The Eagles with uh, banged up Jalen Hurts. We'll see what happens with them. I mean, the Buccaneers, old ass Tom Brady. I just don't know if I love anything that's happening on the NFC side of things. No, I mean it's just it. I'm not excited for it at all. Like I just I don't really know where else to go off of that. Just to be because it just I don't know. Like you're heading into the playoffs and it feels like it's set, but at the same time. I know we're going to see some good games, but they're not games that you're being excited for. They just turn out to be good games. Like, does that make sense? I would, I would love to see the Lions sneak in. I believe if they win tonight, I don't even remember all the scenarios. I think if they win Sunday night, they can still get in. Regardless, I would like to see the Lions get in and just make some noise. I, I've talked so much trash on them. I would like to see I need it. you to keep talking trash, though, because it gets mm-hmm. reluctantly been working. Like, just keep that same energy of talking <laughs> shit. Horn frogs Tuesday night. We'll see what happens <laughs> on that one. I, I've talked so Man, much if shit it's on the, that. If it's the TCU Horn frogs and the Lions, you are going to start a trend of like the opposite of what you say uh-huh. is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I feel like that has been a theme this year, especially those two teams. But like, what's well, weird though is I've done a, I've had a pretty good betting year. <laughs> here's the thing that worked in 2022. Now that we're in 2023, it's, it's true. That's a turnover there. Who knows what's going to happen. <sighs> Something to keep an eye on. I don't know. Another thing to keep an eye on is the coaching carousel. And we're going to talk a lot about it tomorrow, uh, maybe as you're listening to this. It's called Black Monday in the NFL. A lot of coaches are going to be fired. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some coaches be fired already. A big one that I'm watching, though, is Sean McVay in L.A. with the Rams. He could be out. And he was a guy that kicked around the idea of retirement last year. He's not going to get fired. But he kicked around the idea of retiring last year. Comes back. They have an absolutely terrible season. 5-11. and 11, I think And now, I think it was even Jay Glazer put out that he's actually leaning towards retirement. And Jay Glazer is not the kind of guy that to just tweet out anything. Like yeah. If he's tweeting it out, if he's saying it on TV, he's heard it. And it's usually pretty credible. So that's one to definitely watch for. I- I'm sure that somebody would come out there and they would pay Sean McVay. I don't know who it's going to be. I feel like last year was the year to do that because you had so many, like the Amazon deal coming up, you had so much transition. But still, somebody will throw loads of money at Sean McVay if he does decide to retire. And that job with the Rams, if you get a healthy Matt Matt Stafford, 
It's one of the best jobs in football. Yeah. So that's going to be very intriguing to watch and see how that one plays out. And, uh, you know, another name to keep an eye on with this, too, is, you know, Aaron Donald. I know he's, he signed a huge contract, but at the same time, it was, you know, last year after they won the Super Bowl, he was like, hey, you know, I might be done. Like, I've, been, mm-hmm. I've achieved pretty much everything I want to achieve right now, but I'll take a big fat payday if you want to give me one. With Sean McVay, though, it's just, it felt like he was out last year after they won. Like, the rumors were there, but it felt like something, or maybe it was just to me personally, was like, you know, I don't really blame him. Like you've had to come from, or you came to the Rams with them making the transition from St. Louis that to TV LA. That TV job is nice. And it is. And, like, the stress that you've had, like, you have this great football memory. But the thing that's with that great football memory is that that memory never shuts off. Like, you, yeah, I'm you, sure you, you never just lay down out. and you randomly think about those third down plays, you know, in the third quarter with two minutes and 14 mm-hmm. seconds left on a third and seven, the ball in the right hash, what play did you call? What if I would have called this play? What does that do to the game after that? Like, I wonder if that's just something where he's going, I am way too young to be this mm-hmm. stressed right now. I am ready for the next step in my life. I believe he's gotten married this year or early last year, late last year, excuse me. Congrats to him on that. And maybe it is, a, hey, you know, I just want to spend more time doing the things I want to do instead of coaching, and this is where all my time's going, because he is still young. I mean, he was, what, the youngest coach in the NFL at one point when he was hired. Yeah, when he was hired, he was 30 years old. And again, coming from the transition of dealing with the Rams, coming from St. Louis to L.A., the pressure that's there, you're in the spotlight in L.A., and it's just been nonstop the entire time. Mm-hmm. Go Couple to TV, things about just Sean McVay. Just make your money. I mean, just I would, I wouldn't blame him at all for it if he just decided to go to TV. I, I think the TV job is great. You can maybe even make more money doing the TV stuff, which is crazy. But even if you can get close, you can make millions doing TV. Like Tony Romo was making seventeen, I think, a year. Yeah, a year, a million a game. And Sean McVay could probably get close to that. I don't know if he's if he's going to call games, if he's going to be a studio guy, but you can make really, really good money. Being a TV guy. Yeah. Sit at home with your super hot wife. <laughs> live happily ever after. And the one thing that I do wonder, too, is if people are going to start to discredit him over time because he only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are going like, to eventually get annoyed with Sean McVay. It's just, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Like, it just, people are going to be nitpicky. Also, this man, he wants to be John Gruden. I think he could be. Like, I think I mean, he might. He started with him, you know what I mean? He, he might with, be John Gruden's son. Like the way that he talks, he's kind of following the same blueprint. <laughs> Boom! He's got a got a pullback know? guy. If John Gruden could have a pullback guy in two thousand, he would have. He should have with those emails. <laughs> Still have a job. Damn, got <laughs> It's gonna be Sean McVay next. He's gonna go to the booth. He's gonna start doing that quarterback camp stuff. I wouldn't mind that at all. Watch your emails. <laughs> I know we've talked to Brooks about it. Um, like Dan Orlovsky doing that. I think that'd be fun. If you could put both of those guys together. You know what? I, we had Matt on with us last time, who obviously works at ESPN. and is my brother. I love him very much. Um, but I was thinking about ESPN as a company over the weekend. Yeah. Because I watched Dan Orlovsky call a game with Lewis Riddick and um, Steve Levy. Levy. Yeah. Right? ESPN threw millions of dollars at Troy Eggman and Joe Buck. Yep. And they had Dan Orlovsky sitting there. I think he might be better than both of them. Dude, I'm not. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> if you he, put him and just Steve Levy in the booth, they might be better than Joe yeah, and Troy. And, I mean, I'll be honest. I even loved it. Um, the three of them on Saturday. Yeah. It was the Chiefs-Raiders game that they mm-hmm. called. And I think it was me and somebody from ESPN you know, tweeted at him. It was just like, 
it was so cool to see a replay of a play and you get a defensive perspective and an offensive perspective on the same play. Mm-hmm. And I thought that live, and of course, you know, they tweeted. And, and Steve Levy has done great. He, I mean, oh he's always gosh. been good in the booth. Like, there's going to be the growing pains with it, but mm-hmm. he is. He's so good with the play-by-play calls. And then it's like, okay, now let's get our quick analysis here from our color guys and then get moving on with the game. And they did, like, Brian, Brian Greasy, you did, you did all right. But too. Dan Orlovsky crushes mm-hmm. it. Yep. And it felt like he had more of a chemistry with Lewis Riddick. Yep, I agree. Too. So, I, I mean, I was watching that game, obviously, as a Chiefs fan. but And I haven't always been the biggest Dan Orlovsky guy, but he I did have, a very good job on Saturday. I have been because he started doing, like, those uh, – Game recaps on his iPad, and he would take a video of it. And it was when Pat McAfee, well, I think, pretty much was, just on YouTube, right? Uh, kind. Of, I think he was just taking them and putting them on uh, Twitter. But he had like no like enthusiasm in his voice when he talked. And he goes on to the uh, Patrick show, or Pat McAfee show, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there talking. <laughs> Pat McAfee goes, "Hey, how about a little bit more energy, bub?" And he's like, oh, "I just don't know how to do that." So like to see. Him go from the point where like he has no enthusiasm or energy in his voice and he's real monotone to where he's at now. It's like I almost feel like I've watched a progression of yeah. Dan Rovlowski just develop as a broadcaster. It's hard to do the time he's at now, and he is just so good at it. Because you have to fake excitement. Yes. Because if you don't, then it comes across very boring. Mm-hmm. So I feel and like it's hard to keep that, that same level of energy mm-hmm. through different segments. Like especially when you're talking about a team that you're really honestly not excited to talk about. <laughs> A boring-ass game yeah. that you really didn't watch very Like closely. that Browns and Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Hard yeah. to get excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, Dan Orlovsky did. He, he had a great week. He had a great week uh, on media. Uh, so hats off to him. Uh, he earned a fan. And I've he been was, neutral. Uh, I've never been anti-Dan Orlovsky. He gained a fan this week. That crew for ESPN against that Chiefs Raiders game ended up in uh, Times Square as well. They were on the, the big boards in Times Square. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see and that. And Laura Rutledge, by the way, sideline reporter, killed it. I she can do no wrong. Like she is so good at everything. She like does. I wouldn't. I don't think I could be like. I don't think I could be getting overload of from like Laura Rutledge. Mm-hmm. I know we talk about like we get like LeBron fatigue or like Mahomes fatigue, yep. like Laura Rutledge fatigue. I don't know it's if that's happening. a thing. And I don't mean that in terms of like just attractiveness. I'm just talking about like, that's how great of a job she does. Yes, but with also everything that she does, very very easy on the eyes as well. Yes, so. I, I she does so much for. It's like when she too. smiles and like, gets excited about like whatever she's talking about. Like oh my god, like so I'm right. really happy and excited yeah. about it. Too. I, her hosting, just think about what she does: hosting NFL Live, yep, daily. So the ins and outs of the NFL, yep. and then the SEC Network stuff that she does in college football. Mm-hmm. Knowing that as well, she's great on TikTok. Yeah. Too in social media, and then being able to come and do sideline reporting, as well. People do not realize how hard those jobs are, and and how much work goes into it. And being a freaking mom and a wife, who, mm-hmm. which by the way, seems like she's killing at that as well. Follow yeah. her Instagram; she's so fun to follow. Her daughter is yeah, so when she cute picks when she does her stuff. little like football picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hats off to those two. Yeah, I, mean, I was talking Darren Orlovsky <laughs> and uh, well, Mina Kimes got thrown in there. ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that was happening over the weekend and still is, Sean Payton uh, was talking on TV very openly about what's going on with him. There were rumors and reports that the Broncos were interested and that they had contacted him and asked asked the Saints for permission. Mm-hmm. They got permission from the Saints, and then uh, Sean Payton was on TV saying. Yeah, I'm under contract until 2024. So next season and the season after that. So if any team does want to 
talk with me and hire me, they are going to have to trade. They're going to have to have some kind of compensation back for him. He he was very open. Uh, I think it was even uh, Peter Schrager was asking him, was like, are there any teams that are off the table that you just you wouldn't go to because like an old division rival or anything like that? which is clearly the Carolina Panthers yeah. who have a job opening. Yeah. And Sean Payton's just like, nope, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> Seen people do it before, yada, yada. I, I couldn't believe how open and honest he was, but it, it was very evident. Sean Payton wants back in football. Oh, and no. the Denver situation, we kind of talked about it last episode too. I don't know if it's a great one. If somebody's going to fix Russell Wilson, I, Sean Payton would be the top of my list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, you know, another thing to think about it, too, is, like, Tom Brady, is he staying in Tampa? Is he going to play another year? Is he going to go do TV, mm-hmm. broadcasting? Yep. They tried last year in Miami. We've heard the rumors that Mike McDaniel might be fired after this year mm-hmm. if they don't get in the playoffs. They did, but at the same time, it's we could see that being like, yep. hey, uh, you know, we just took a little gap here. I mean, as we're recording, the Cowboys could still end up as the number one seed. Yeah. And also be without their head coach going into next year. Which would be wild, but because they're probably—I mean—they're probably going to lose in the second round. The Cowboys are. Like, they just—they've been so up and down all season. I—I I asked you the question before we started. Like, are the Cowboys good? Like their record says they are, but mm-hmm. watching them play is not enjoyable. It, I mean, it's like their head coach and like their quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. are they good? Yeah, they're pretty good, but are they great? Like, I don't think so. They yeah. make some really bad mistakes, and that's what you see with the Cowboys this season mm-hmm. but I, I i don't know i don't know what will happen with them if you if you are sean McVay, where do you want to go do you want to go to carolina do you want to go to denver sean payton that's what i meant yes i w- i don't i would not want to go to denver i, don't, I just I don't either. know you're so tied to russell wilson and if he is bad then you are bad and i, I know we talked about it on thursday but like arizona if they fire cliff mm-hmm. do you want to go there with kyler murray i i would be intrigued by the colts job I keep overlooking the Colts, yes. You know, Jeff Saturday is clearly not going to make it. He's not going to make it. I, that is Jim Mercer hires winners, except for Jeff Saturday. <laughs> That's one job where I would look at, especially with um, after today, seeing how the draft order shakes out. If you, if you like a guy like C.J. Stroud, that could be a really good spot in Indianapolis. I, I feel like the message probably went a little bit stale there, and he lost some of the players. That offensive line should be really good. You've got mm-hmm. some great defensive players, young receivers, a great running back when healthy. Yeah. There's a lot in play there that would intrigue me. And if I'm Sean Payton, I would probably put it Indianapolis, Carolina, then Denver, just out of those three jobs. Do you think there's going to be a couple more firings anywhere in the NFL? There's definitely going to be a couple more firings in the NFL. Um, and some rumors just swirling around already on Monday. So I, I wanted to go through some of these names that I've seen in reports today and just keep a trash. Are we keeping these guys as head coach or are we firing them, giving our opinions? I'm going to start with the one that's most obvious to me. That's Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. They are sitting there right now. Uh, afternoon games are not over. They went 4-12 and this season. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback was hurt a little bit. I still don't think you can go 4-12. and I'm not a Kingsbury guy. I've never been a Kingsbury guy. I think if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you have to fire him and you have to go find somebody else. He's just, he's not a head coach. I think he's yeah. going to be a really good offensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. And that would be a good, that's an okay spot to be in. Like, I mean, it really is. You're just a good offensive coordinator. I would take that job. That's for sure. Well, you know, there's even rumors that he would probably take a job in Kansas City. Yeah. I feel a like a QB coach. 
Right. Eric Bieniemy probably has to move on this year. Uh, <laughs> Eric Bieniemy just is this the year he's finally head coach somewhere? No, I don't think so, but I think he's got to leave the Chiefs. I, I think it's going to be a mutual split where they say he needs to get away from Andy Reid. But you and I talking off air, it just it doesn't seem like things are gelling there in Kansas City. No. Anymore. I, anytime I think we he see needs to the go. camera span to the sideline of the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. all it seems like every other coach aside from Eric Bieniemy is sitting next to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I, I think we were texting about it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You always see him talking to Nagy. You always see Patrick Mahomes talking to Andy Reid. Him and Eric Bieniemy not having very many conversations anymore. I dream scenario for me: Eric Bieniemy moves on, and I think that's what's best for him. I don't like him. I haven't. But I think what's best for Eric Bieniemy is to move on, go to a different team, hope maybe even become a head coach somewhere. But go be a different team's offensive coordinator. Yep. Prove that you can be a good offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy slides into that offensive coordinator role. Cliff Kingsbury slides into the quarterback coach role. Yep. Perfect. Loving it. Mm-hmm. But as a head coach, I want no part of him. I would fire him <laughs> if I were the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, and I'm right there. I would fire Cliff Kingsbury as well. Next up, though, Lovey Smith in Houston. Personally, I would want to keep him. There hasn't it's been so a lot tough. to be excited it's, it's, about. This is his first year, though. Yeah, it's you know? clear that they need a new quarterback. Davis Mills is not the answer. He's flashed some plays. He had a Hail Mary throw today that should have been clearly intercepted by Indianapolis. Yeah. Right through the defender's hand. And the tight end, Houston's like, oh, my God, that just hit me in the stomach. I better catch this. Boom, touchdown. Davis Mills should be David. I don't know why anybody would name you Davis. I'm going to go there that again. But, like, Lovey Smith, I feel like he's done a good enough job with what has been available for him in terms of players. And I firing a guy after his first year when you've given, given him that roster, mm-hmm. he's done nothing wrong. I, I know that they're the number two pick and could have been the number one pick. I think you should keep him. He's not the guy I would have hired. I also don't know how many people were super excited about getting that Texans job. Yeah. I think you have to keep him for another year. Yep. Give him another opportunity. Give him an NFL roster. Yeah. And let's not forget, Lovey Smith used to be head coach in Chicago. You get a win today and you help oh, Chicago yeah. get number one pick. I mean, yep. still got that, that Chicago I, blood running. Yep. Here. I've got a buddy who's a Bears fan, and he was just blowing up my phone today. <laughs> Uh, about love for Lovey Smith, like the <laughs> ultimate Chicago Bear move. And that was, I know we talked about it a little bit. It was fun to watch those two games at the end, just to be like, what is going to happen? Because the Texans were up. Everybody was talking about the Bears getting the first pick. Then the Colts come back in that game a little bit. Yep. And I don't know which front office, which owner went down to the sideline and was like, hey, we got to lose this game. <laughs> like the Texans fought back, and I felt like there was probably an owner somewhere that was like, Tell them to lose. They cannot win this game. And then the Colts must have done the same thing, too, because the Colts ended up win, uh, losing that game. But Lovey Smith, you've got to keep him around for another year, Yep, I think. Uh, how about Mike McDaniel? He's a guy that we talked about last episode. I think this would be a surprise. They did clinch a playoff spot earlier today. I don't think that he's going to get fired, mainly just because, again, first-year head coach. They did make the playoffs for the first time since like 2016 or something. Mm-hmm. But I did put him on the list because there were rumors that he might get fired. I, I think that he stays. The thing that would intrigue me, the only thing that would make me even question this, is if Sean McVay does go to the Dolphins. But let's also remember, the Dolphins lost their first-round pick because of the whole Sean, McVay, or yeah. Sean Payton, Tom Brady thing. Yep. And I, so I don't think he can 
go there. I don't think the Dolphins can reach out to him and make that happen. It would be very, very suspicious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if suspicious is a crime. It would just be like, yep, okay, well, this is what you wanted. And I would feel bad for Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it would be very stupid by the Miami Dolphins to do. Yeah, I think he's earned his right to keep that job. Yeah, I mean, and he he was loved in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. And it's one of these situations where if you are Mike McDaniel, it's like, okay, well, hey, I'm done in the NFL. Maybe you go take a job somewhere else next year. If it's not a head coaching job, I think you would immediately be hired somewhere else because you did so well in Miami this year through the injuries of Tua. Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback. I didn't feel like there was a giant gap of difference in play there. When you had to go to Skylar Thompson, though, as your third-string quarterback, that's where we kind of saw things start to dip off, and that's just part of it. But what Mike McDaniel has done in Miami this year, and I know you have talent you know, all over the place, especially with Jalen Waddle being healthy, the addition of Tyree Kill. I just think he deserves to remain head coach, whether it's in Miami or somewhere else. And if he does find his way in the college world, I think he could be a very good head coach I, in college because he's just so personal. He'd be able to recruit very well with yeah. younger kids. Yep. I can't believe that he was even rumored for it. I mean, they did. They did such a good job this season, and it's his first year. Let him get that second-year bump with Tua, and you know, hopefully Tua stays healthy. Uh, see what happens there. But I, I definitely think you have to keep him around. For another year, um, another name that I put on the list, Ron Rivera with the Washington Commanders. They had a good year. I just wonder if that team has peaked. And my thinking is I think that this was their best year. You bring him back, you bring this roster back, make a little bit of upgrades. I don't know that they're getting much better. I don't know that they're winning more games next year than they did this year. Yeah, and I mean, they clearly need a quarterback. Like, I know you took Sam Howell late last year. He's not your guy. I mean, you didn't show anything today that I think is making a difference or saying, like, hey, give me more opportunities next year. The trade for Carson Wentz was stupid. <laughs> you have talent all over your defense, but we're not seeing anything out of it. And so I don't know if that falls on Juan Rivera or just the fact of, hey, our defense is doing okay, but we're on the field all the time because our offense can't do shit. Mm-hmm. And you've got some talent there on the offensive side. And I say all this as they're currently beating the Dallas Cowboys, so it's just – it's ugly, though. Yeah. To I mean, it's just, it's hit or point. miss on the, who the Washington Commanders are going to be week in and week out. Mm-hmm. I, I would kick the tires on who's out there. I like Ron Rivera. I think he's a really good coach. I think the time might be done in Washington, though. Yeah. It kind of feels like he might just be done. That's what Washington. I was going to say. Is like, do you think he's just kind of over it? And, you know, he is honestly, he's not as old as I thought he was. He's 61. There are a lot of older coaches. He's just been through a lot. Like yeah, since cancer. leaving Carolina, you know, beating cancer, your owner's a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Since you've been in Washington, you've had gone through like a name change. Again, your owner's a piece of shit. Everything in the front office that's been leaked, that's not leaked, that's what's true and what's not true. Your stadium's garbage. Maybe Ron Rivera's like, ah, please, please fire me. It's like he's earned a spot to go to. He's earned the right to go to a better destination. Mm-hmm. Like, and, if you put him with the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals are a good football team. Yeah. You know, I, or if Sean McVay leaves and he goes to the Rams, that's a good football team. Yep. Another team that I'm kind of wondering, and I know we don't have his name on it, but like Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Sneaky old. Oh, Sneaky yeah. almost 80. Yeah. I, he, I when does he, he does retire? But... He's 71 years old. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. I just put nine years on him. You I did. Apologize. Hey, that's on me, bub. I don't <laughs> like people calling me 30. I'm not about to call you 80. <laughs> yeah. 71. My thing with Pete Carroll, though, is he's, he's a very healthy 71. <laughs> very fit. And I think that I don't, I don't know Pete Carroll. I've never talked to him, I don't think. If I have, I don't remember. 
Um, I think that he's almost kind of rejuvenated after losing Russell Wilson. <laughs> so he's, I mean, Geno Smith had the highest completion yeah. percentage and most throwing yards for the Seattle Seahawks franchise. Uh huh. Where was that with Russell Wilson? And I think that now he can just sit back and be like, yeah, I'm going to run the ball 30 times. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is what no I'm... one's cooking. No one is. I am. <laughs> I'm the I'm captain. The chef. I'm the chef. I'm the sous chef. <laughs> yeah, I make all the decisions. I buy the groceries. I cook the meal. We are a bar. We serve fried food and beer. We're not about to come in here with this random risotto shit and just have like this fancy dish. That's not what we're doing. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I we're think he's, the rock. I think he sticks around for a little bit longer, and maybe they can even find a quarterback too because. As of right now, they have the number three pick in the draft. And Geno Smith, I thought he did a really good job this year. But what if you could go get C.J. Stroud, sit him for a year or a couple games, let Geno play out I'm another? Sitting here thinking like, why does Seattle have the number three pick? They didn't have that bad of a because season. of Russell Wilson. Thank you, Denver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some wild trade scenarios yeah. that happened last year that you know a lot of us were like, why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> wow. even Detroit sitting at six. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah. So I, I think Pete Carroll stays around for another year. Um, Steve Wilkes, the interim coach in Carolina, they went 6-6 six and six with him. I think he should probably stay. And, and if he doesn't stay in Carolina, I think he deserves another opportunity somewhere because he got mm-hmm. the shit end of the stick in Arizona. Yep. With your quarterback that you took at number 10. His name slipped my mind all of a sudden. He's not uh, Josh Rosen. Thank you, Josh Rosen. And then you were fired immediately while your GM, and this is going to sound awful, mm-hmm. is out getting DUIs, and he still keeps the job, and you're fired. They went 3-13, and 13, his one season in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But again, that was with Josh Rosen, who they immediately after the year cut or traded him mm-hmm. and decided they were done with him. He's never been good in the NFL, and he played a lot that season. Like, he yeah. was just bad. I do think Steve Wilkes deserves another shot in the NFL, and I think that he may be – Deserve that spot with the Carolina Panthers. And Going another, six and six with that roster, yep. it's it's a pretty good accomplishment. And I know I talked about Carolina at the beginning of the show and kind of being on the same path as Buffalo, but just not finding the success that they did. And with that, Carolina's dealt with quite a bit of injuries like this year, like especially defensively. Like they have a bunch of young defensive guys on their team. Mm-hmm. Offensively, there's been some injuries there as well. You trade away Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, how about that? They went six and six after trading away yeah. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, if everybody's rallying around Steve Wilkes as your head coach and heading in a different direction, it clearly seems positive. I know it's five hundred, but it's better than where you were currently going. Mm-hmm. Just ride with that. Just keep that momentum going, and then just figure out one how to stay healthy and two what pieces need to be added to your team the most, and just mm-hmm. keep rolling with it. Yeah, especially if you can go to some of the veterans on that team. Like, hey, what's what's the vibe? What do you what do you think about him, and how did he do? Is he a guy you want to keep around? And if your veterans and your players on that team want to keep him around, then I say you do it. Roll with him for another year. I, I do think that he's earned that opportunity. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that Sam Darnold is going to be the guy. Maybe he is, but I, I think Steve Wilkes. I'm more confident that Steve Wilkes can be the guy than I am in Sam Darnold. So wow. I, I say give him another opportunity. And see what he can do, especially in an NFC South that's kind of down anyway. I mean, it feels wide open. Speaking of the NFC South, Todd Bowles, first-year head coach. Buccaneers did not have a good season this year. Mm. I, I They made the playoffs. I think he's going to stay. But I put him on the list because, honestly, there's always a big surprise 
fire. And, and if they, they fire Todd Bowles, it's going to feel like Steve Wilkes all over again. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, How he, many injuries has Tampa Bay dealt mm-hmm. with this and year? And you have an old quarterback who yeah. still Tom Brady. played very well. But I the, the league record for most completions this year. Yeah. In a season. And attempts. Yeah, over 702 attempts. Uh-huh. Was it this year? I don't remember when it was that we were talking about Tom Brady. Like, my ah, arm's just dead. <laughs> well, threw it more than anybody I will. I will say a lot of dink and dunks throughout the year. Just from yeah. Tom Brady. Now, the week before, you know, Mike, him and Mike Evans had themselves a hell of a day. Mm-hmm. But every other game, it felt like Tom Brady's like, I'm just going to three yards at a time, baby. The the NFC South, the record there in that division is just absolutely crazy. The Buccaneers win the division by going eight and nine. Every other team went seven and ten. It's really That's bad, disgusting. but damn, it was close. <laughs> this reminds me of the NFC East. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, and the NFC East is sitting there at thirteen and three with the Eagles, twelve and four with the Cowboys, and then the nine and six Giants. Now some of these guys are still playing right now. They're all still mm-hmm. playing. Excuse me. So we're not going to know the scores yeah. of those Even games or final Washington, records. Washington, seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Get a lot you of all in the season with the. You can't end it with a winning record here if you're Washington, but you can you go five hundred. Eight though. and eight, can you? Eight, eight. Oh, and they one. tie. Yeah, they tie. tie. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be freaking hilarious. I'm kind of rooting for it. Yeah, I to am To not too. have a single losing record in that division, it's a little bit late because we're watching the game live. So unless yeah. you're listening live in the call-in app, yeah, I'm rolling with the commanders today. Go get them, Riverboat Ron. <laughs> find, your, find your quarterback here with Sam Howell. Probably not. I like Sam Howell, and I like the fact that you've been eliminated, so you're giving a quarterback a chance. It's probably just not going to happen. I think it's also time for me to say publicly, Jared Stidham is not going to be the guy. It's fun, <laughs> and I respect the tweets. I like them getting tagged in it. It's not. It's not. Hey, I'll say early on, there's probably those a little worried about it. He uh-huh. kept scrambling out, getting you know, converting first downs on third down. I'm just like, oh my god. My and I think with Jared Stidham, and again, my thing has always been, uh, you draft him in the second or third round over guys. Like Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, and I don't even remember who else was in that draft. I so I know I get a lot of crap. I still Trace think McSorley I was, right. was in there. Yeah, you know. So, but I do think that Jared Stidham is a guy who is going to be a backup quarterback for a very long time. Yeah, I mean his career is going better than Drew Locke's right now. He was also in that class. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of the other quarterbacks that were in that one. That was the that was the Senior Bowl where I got to interview all the players with Bleacher Reporter. Mm-hmm. I still think back to that. every player I interviewed has been dog shit except for. Uh, Reisner. Yeah. Jonathan Who Abrams done nothing. Tried to fight. Uh, Charles Minihue, actually, he's been decent. Excuse yeah. Me. Yep, he's been solid. But I, I still stick by it. It, it. I think Jared Stidham was drafted in like the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Draft him. Kyler Murray going one. That's fine. I don't like Kyler Murray. He should have went number one, though. <laughs> Daniel Jones going number six overall. You tell me you'd rather have Daniel Jones at number six overall than Jared Stidham in the fourth round? Even with hindsight, I would rather have Jared Stidham. Over really? With the round valuation. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's fair. You spent the number six overall pick on Daniel Jones. Versus. Are the Giants about to have their first 10-win season since how long? <laughs> yeah, but Daniel <laughs> Jones, I don't know. is he going to be the quarterback? I don't know. And it, it sucks to talk about a guy like this because he's passed away. Daniel Haskins at number 15. Or, sorry, Dwayne Haskins at 15. It never worked out. He ended up getting cut. He's, he's not a good draft pick. I'll take Jared Stidham over that. 
at number 15. Or even, you know, moving on to guys that were drafted in the second round. Like you said, Drew Locke. He's not even a Denver Bronco anymore. We gave, we gave him some crap because he couldn't beat out Geno Smith. Geno Smith looked pretty good. I will Kind say of makes that. sense, yeah. <laughs> you know, but still, I would rather have Jared Stidham. Here's a question. Who's better, Carson Wentz or Drew Locke? Same guy? One just got paid a ton of money, though, versus the other, but they seem like the same guy to me. Yeah. It, Strong arm, can make plays, can't lead a lock. And with Carson Wentz, at least he's done it before. Yeah, that's so, true. So, you know, if he comes in and he's a little bit arrogant, at least he's played MVP caliber football. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Drew Locke, what has he done? Cringeworthy rapping on the sideline? <laughs> nah, okay. <laughs> Take it back or retract what I said. Yeah. I wanted to see Drew Locke be good, but I just don't think that it's going to ever, ever happen. I remember getting an argument with guys in Kansas City who all went to Mizzou and just, I mean, if Drew Locke would have whipped it out, they'd just be like, like just (laughs) that. They were just all about Drew Locke. And I tried, I was just like, I just don't, I was nobody, so I'm not going to try to act like a professional. I was just like, yeah, I just don't see it. I just don't think he's going to be very good. He reminds me of Jay Cutler. You're like, Jay Cutler's good. He's what you call him. I was like, yeah, at times. Mm-hmm. Then he just makes a stupid play and there's a stupid turnover and you're sitting there scratching your head asking why he did it. Drew Locke's not going to do that. He's better than that. Oh, yeah. Like, I, mean, I that wish I could remember him. That was our guy. area, was, like, too, though. Message. Yes. You know, everybody... He compared himself to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I can make a throw on any platform. And that was my thing with Drew Locke, too, is like, stop trying to be Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. Just be that guy that does have to rely a little bit on his mechanics. Because he had a really good arm. It wasn't special. Yeah. It wasn't... Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers stuff. And that's kind of what he thought. So he would try to fit balls into windows that he couldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> it was a strong arm, but it wasn't anything that it was a plus, made a difference. Yeah, it was a plus arm, but yeah. he thought it was special. And, you know, clearly it wasn't. I'm still looking at this list of 2019 quarterbacks. Will Greer or Jared Stidham? Easy answer. Yeah. Jared Stidham. Ryan Finley or Jared Stidham? Finley, where's he even at? He was with Cincinnati. Yeah, that's all I know. I think he might still be, actually. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> Jared Stidham. So, see, I, I get some crap. Jared Stidham in the fourth round. I will take Jared Stidham in the fourth round over any other quarterback in this class besides Kyler Murray, number one overall. I think that's fair. I think, like, after the way you explained it, that's fair. So the doubters can S my D, and <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from that one. But a, a very exciting little Sunday of football. It uh, looks like things... Going to come to an end here as the commander's probably going to beat the Cowboys. I'm rooting for that one. Uh, but we're going to end the show there. Finish the Cowboys out. end up winning this freaking game. <laughs> Kiss of death. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday uh, breaking down the national championship game. I don't remember. Who are you going for? Who are you betting for? For the national championship game? National championship uh, I just game. smashed the over on about everything for Georgia. The over the points, I think TCU set at 24.5. I took the over for them as well. What about the spread? Did you bet the spread at all? Uh, 62.5. Or, excuse me, between the two. The over under? 12.5. Mm-hmm. Georgia by 12.5. Yeah. Is that right? Did you just look it up? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think TCU covers. It, I might, hope so. it might be 11, but I, I think that TCU can cover and keep it pretty close. I've been thinking a lot about Stetson Bennett today, too. Dude, just old. He's I saw someone like post Darnold. today that like him and Josh Allen are the same age. Mm-hmm. They're not. Josh Allen's like 17 months apart, so there's just enough separation there. But, I mean, still, like, man, you're the same age as Lamar Jackson, though? He's 25. I mean, Sam Darnold is 25. Lamar Jackson is 25. Sam Darnold's 25? Mm-hmm. 
He's been in the league five years. Yeah, he's another guy that came in super young. So I, I don't know. How old was he when he came? He came in at like 20, 21 then? 2021. 20, in New York. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm just I'm not really ready to write him off yet. He might not be great. Like I think it'd be hard for this point to like turn it around and him be a Hall yeah. of Famer. But he's a guy that you might want to give another contract to. And maybe this is another conversation to have. What do the Jets do at quarterback for next year? Like we spent pretty much today talking about these coaches, right? And who teams are going to draft. Mm-hmm. You're the Jets. Stellar defense. You've been good all year. Offensively, though, clearly not Zach Wilson. Mike White's been flashy. You lose today against Miami. Who do you go get? Do you throw in an Andy Dalton? Do you try and land a Derek Carr? Yeah, I think a lot of teams got to be all in on Carr. You know, and you know, I saw a lot of Robert Sala rumors today too. I couldn't believe it. Like, you're gonna fire that guy? No. Yeah. Yep. And I've I've got some followers that are Jets guys. I don't know. I if you fire Robert Sala, you're dumb. You're asking to just continue to suck. Mm-hmm. Like, like you had that record I'm... with that quarterback problem. You went <laughs> seven and ten in a very good division, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about firing him after the draft that he had and what they're building there with that yeah. roster. So, and I don't know if those are just rumors or just people being a little bit salty or whatever the case may be. But I, you got to keep him around. And as I talk about Sam Howell, now he looks like how they get the Sam ball Howell back? looks like Josh Allen. <laughs> Didn't they just score? <laughs> yeah. There's no way the Cowboys already had three plays and punted it, is it? I don't know. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, <laughs> that is going to be it for us today, though. We do appreciate you guys. Um, I find myself rooting for TCU. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. Yep. Maybe this is the kiss of death. I find myself rooting for chaos and rooting for TCU. I'm just rooting for a good game and everyone to have fun and be healthy. That's yeah, what I'm just, rooting for. <laughs> You know, you say that, but after Monday night, brother. <laughs> sorry. I mean, yeah. you know, just, you do, you never know. You never know. Never All know. right. That's it for us today. Before I say something else that's stupid and inappropriate, we appreciate you guys listening in big country. And I will be back on Thursday. We'll talk to you guys then.